1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. First quarter's over. It's in the books. It's the final day of the first quarter. The S&P 500's up, whoa, 5.8% on the year. If I go back, way, way back when I was four, it's the best first quarter performance since I was four. No, it's the best first quarter performance since 2013, but that's still impressive. If you look at your 401k, you're probably up 5.8% if you're diversified. Maybe more if you hit some home runs with like financials, maybe less if you struck out a little bit with healthcare or something that underperformed uh, utilities. So the point being, it's been a great quarter. Not all quarters are great. I wish they were, but they're not. Very positive factor has been expectations. And some of those expectations now are starting to slide a little bit and people are going, hmm, I wonder if that's gonna happen. Plenty of data released overnight. You had a little Eurozone core consumer price inflation falling 7 tenths of a percent year over year. That's the lowest level since last April. Now, hopefully your eyes or ears just glossed over and you have no freaking fracking clue what I just said. The Eurozone core price inflation. Not a lot of inflation going on. Here's how inflation kind of works. You got that store clerk. He's like, I'm going to charge you more money for a soda because I know you make a lot of money. So with that... $1.50 Buck fifty just became a two dollar soda for sugar water, and then a couple months later, the economy's not doing so good. He goes, "I'm going to charge you a buck fifty. so you inflate the prices, you lower the prices. Inflation's bad. Some people are afraid of uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, some people are afraid of uh, Jason Voorhees. Man, I peed my pants. The first time I saw Friday the 13th. Why why, do, why, are movies not great like that? Horror movies anymore? When the mom, at the end of the movie, all the campers are dead except for the last two. And you see this woman come in and you're like, there's no chance. She's a grandma. So you instantly trust her. <clears throat> She's like the... I used to work here. I can get us out out of Camp Crystal Lake. And uh, then she starts in like 30 years ago, camp counselors like you were here having unadulterated love. and My son was out in the lake and he drowned. And she goes, Kill her, Mommy. Kill her. Don't let her get away. Kill her, Mommy. Kill her. If I spoil Friday the 13th for anyone, that the mom is the killer. That the, the lake is cursed, but it's cursed by a grandmother. <laughs> that first time she goes, "Killer, her, mommy, killer. Creeps me out. And then you start looking back at it, and there's like the machete that came through the bed and went through someone's Adam's apple. And I think that was Kevin Bacon, just so you know. It kind of gets to you. And that is inflation. Inflation is Jason Voorhees. Inflation is the boogeyman. Inflation is the bad person. It's like um, when the first time you see Nightmare on Elm Street and the last two characters, one of them is Johnny Dapp. And he goes, I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. And he's watching TV. I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. And he's going to fall asleep. And you know he's going to fall asleep. And he's watching TV and as the TV station signs off, which is a funny thought because TV stations don't sign off anymore, radio stations like this one that you're listening to power down for legal reasons. But they don't quote-unquote sign off. There used to be a, a time where TV stations would sign off. It's 1.30 in the morning. And in that movie, Nightmare on Elm Street the newsman playing uh, oh the star single man and it goes this is station KRGR signing off and I'm sitting there and I, I seriously I've got a problem in the theater and I scream at the theater and I go that's KRGR that's Kruger don't fall asleep KRG, so that's inflation. So when you see inflation under 2%, you're happy. When you see inflation above 2%, you start getting stressed. It's the magic number. There's some economic data points out there as well. I know you're saying you went a long way to say that you don't like inflation. No, it's Goldilocksian. Um, Germany's job market grew more than expected in March. The United Kingdom's economy grew 7 tenths of a percent quarter to quarter. Not bad. BlackBerry's trading higher-beat earnings and revenue guidance. I know you're saying, what? Say what? BlackBerry? Say what? Are they still in business? I'm so embarrassed to say this, but uh, I never had a BlackBerry. I found them awkward, and I know some people still swear by them. A little mergers and acquisition news today. A company called TRC said they're going to be taken private by New Mountain Partners in an all-cash transaction. That's a 47% premium to yesterday's close. Speaking of which, I got the most sweet email from a guy yesterday who said, Thank you for investing. Thank you for teaching me to invest. I'm so happy that I got over the fear. I'm in the market. I feel good. I trust it. I'm going to retire at some point in time. And I love that email. That's a fantastic email to get. The only problem is... His next statement was, I want to buy Amazon.com. And yes, I want you in the market, but I want you to buy ETS. It's like what you say to a two-year-old. I want you to learn to poo on the toilet, but I need you to learn to wipe your own butt. It's like, you got to be careful. You don't want a, a mess back there. And when you start with your first stock or your second stock going all in on one of the greatest stocks of all time, you're kind of being naive. So I need him to be careful. Because at some point in time, the market's going to crack. We haven't had a big correction in a long time. And when that correction comes, it's not going to be any fun to listen to the show. You're going to hate it. The markets are down. There's nothing fun to talk about. It's not sexy. I know you're saying, invest is sexy. I like it because no doubt it's been up for eight plus years. So there's going to come a point. I just need you to be careful. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money and investing more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: I'll be I'll be right in the morning Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. I guess I'll let my producer tell me if we got the Barracuda online. So maybe he'll give them a call and let me know if we pull it through. If not, that's good, too. So student loan forgiveness programs, approval letters may be invalid. You need to be very, very careful what you sign up for or what you think is coming as a a gift from the gods. Um, I think that makes sense, right? So that's the one thing that kind of upsets me is when I see people make decisions that are bad and um, ultimately hurt themselves. 800-516-1220, McDonald's is going to switch to fresh beef and its quarter pounders. Does that upset you? <laughs> it kind of upsets me. I kind of like the brick patty, right? No. Of course we want fresh. Some years ago, I dated a younger woman who would fall into that millennial world. And It was eye-opening for me. And the more I do this show, the more I try to connect with you, the listener. Some people don't even have groceries anymore. Like, they shop day to day. I've got a neighbor who gets all his fruits and vegetables from a farmer's market. And that's new to me. I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up overseas. One of my favorite things in the world was the Salisbury steak frozen dinner as a kid. And one of my best dates ever was with a woman named Karen in college. I had mono, and it was Valentine's Day, and she set up Christmas lights in her room, and she got two frozen dinners, and she made us two frozen dinners, and we played darts in, in her room, and there was kind of a, a cute wager tied towards said darts. But it was that frozen dinner that was like, this is strangely awesome. Like, strangely awesome. And the mashed potatoes, like, were the favorite part, kind of. I'm not sure I like the cobbler thing, but I don't know if you're with me or against me, but... So McDonald's announcing to switch to fresh beef, it tells you that, like, that's where the consumer is now. And you do anything to reach the consumer. So whether you're a retail store that sells furniture, restoration hardware that suddenly opens up a wine bar... And in a, a coffee bar in their, in their retail... And you're like, wait, I'm in Restoration Hardware. You can have wine? I did not know that. But that's reaching the consumer. That's that's touching the people that you need to touch. So social media people like me are going, I don't really know if I trust McDonald's going to taste better food. Younger people are like, I'm not eating that thing. That's frozen. That's disgusting. And then you get McDonald's and you get all their crazy sandwiches, the Big Mac, the McDouble, frozen beef, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Um, changing to the fresh beef is trying to Im- keep with their idea that we're always improving. You know, they've gone after real eggs and they've gone after chickens that aren't confined to cages back in 2005, uh, by 2025. Um, they've gone after eliminated preservatives from Chick McNuggets where no one really knows what the hell is a Chicken McNugget? And you kind of feel bad when you start seeing stories about, do they really keep chicken in cages where they can't move, like, one foot a day? People under 35 care, and I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, chit-chat a little financial in action. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton, CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, one of the big issues in retirement is knowing your sources of income. We all know Social Security is going to be there, but what other sources of income might we have?
2: Well, it's going to come from, you're going to have a balanced portfolio, hopefully, so you have stocks and bonds in that in terms of funds and ETFs. Bonds pay interest, stocks pay dividends. If you're going to be buying individual stocks in retirement, I'm a fan of stocks that Have a history of increasing their dividend because when the market's bad, if you have three out of ten years that are negative and your stock portfolio is down, you can still have income that's up. Right. So that's very important. But you still want going into retirement, you want you know 20 to 40 percent of your income, Uh especially if you think you're going to live a long time and you have longevity in your family. Sure. You want you know 20 to 40 percent minimum in guaranteed lifetime income and like, like replacing what pensions used to be there for. For your parents, they used to have pensions. Right. We and don't. We don't. But you can do your own personal pensions. And even if you have
1: – so you basically are turning your portfolio that you've created from age 20 to 60 into a pension. Yeah. You kind of start thinking, I have to annuitize this. It has to last till the day I die.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I use a strategy where I have three years' worth of expenses, a balanced portfolio, a stock portfolio. But I also use, um, in off, in many cases – right now, bonds are a very tough thing to invest in because their prices are at an all-time high, yields are at an all-time low. I'm not seeing inflation, so I'm not scared of bonds right now, okay. but eventually we'll have to switch. So if you're trying to say, what's a bond alternative where I can still get 5% or more over my lifetime out of my bond portfolio, there are certain no-load insurance products that can give you that type of a, of, of an income where you can invest in a balanced portfolio and the insurance company will guarantee you know 5 to 7% income for the rest of your life. These products used to be awful because they used to be in annuities that had back-end surrender charges, you know, 3.5% fees inside of them. Now there's no-load versions of it. Right. And there's also standalone insurance products now that will insure a portfolio for lifetime income, which is okay on a bond alternative. And, and so you, can, you have an overall strategy, and then you might have some bond alternatives in your portfolio that have guaranteed lifetime so that with your Social Security and some of those alternative uh, income investments, you have a portion that if you live till 100 and the market doesn't do well, you still have income, and that's important.
1: As a certified financial planner, how often do people come into your office without enough retirement, thinking they had enough retirement?
2: I would say probably 50% of the time. And the reason why is because they're not thinking about health insurance costs. They're not thinking about long-term care. They're not realizing that, you know, inflation. Yeah. I mean, every about 18 years, you're, you're, you know, dollars cut in half with inflation. And is that the you know how
1: there's the, seven, the rule of 72? Yeah. Money doubles every 7 years something right. like
2: that. So you divide 72 by the expected rate of return. Yeah. And that's how long it takes to double. It's the same thing if inflation's so inflation. running up at 3%, then yeah. it's going to take 18 to 20 years for the for the opposite of that to happen for the dollar to cut in half. So you you have to increase um you know you're, you have to have a very detailed income ch- statement that shows your long-term projection with average expenses growing at least three percent, but your health costs growing at five to six percent a year, anything that we need to know on a final thought well again when you're when you're looking at some of the products that are out there, be aware of who's showing you the products, if they're insurance people that get paid a commission or if they're working at a big firm or a bank that get paid a commission, the product might sound good, but you can get no load versions of that product with much, much lower fees. So make sure you're working with a fiduciary that has your best interest in mind rather than somebody that's working on a commission that has to get paid by selling you something.
1: I've been talking with CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Thanks for listening to the show.
0: I tried to do my
1: very, very, very best for you. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um one of the big losers out there in the Amazon on Walmart war and they they kind of are at war but you know what's weird about Californians is we don't sometimes see it it's when i moved to the west coast from the east coast from new york city from washington dc i was stunned i'm like why is there no cheesecake factories like there was something missing and it's tough for me to put my finger on it it was kind of like franchises And in my hometown right now, there's only something like, they don't allow any company that has over 14 stores or 10 stores, I don't have quite the right number for you, but they don't allow companies that have multiple stores to open up business in downtown. And that doesn't seem to be quite true, because there's Paxi's pizzas and stuff like that, but yeah, I've seen those all around the state, so um, anyway... I don't know what I'm getting at with this one, Um, but there's a a loser in the Walmart and Walmart, Walmart and Amazon. Oh, we don't see Walmarts. That's what I was trying to get at, unless you go 10 miles from the city or 15 miles from the city. Um, The whole everyday little price thing, a lot of brands are terrified by it. If you could well imagine, you know, my industry, the financial industry, people are afraid of robo-advisors. Um, because you're going to get cheaper transactions, but you're going to get a lot less information, too. And you're going to be able to put yourself in a position of hurt, but it's going to be cheaper. Um, so that's something to think about coming down the road. Let's bring on Tony Mendez, Bay Area Loan Source, talk a little bit about re uh, real estate, and then I'm going to come back and tell you a little bit more about what I think is one of the better stories of the day, airline miles. Tony, joining me now, Tony Mendez, bayarealoansource.com. Landlord. Uh, A lot of people love the story of being a landlord. We have a commercial on the show that goes, not on the show, but on the station that goes, Donald Trump predicted there was a bubble in the stock market. And now that he's president, even a bigger bubble. Don't risk your retirement savings. But, but buy me, buy into me, buy into me where I sell real estate and I'm going to have a club for real estate investors. You know how many clubs, real estate cl- investor clubs that I've seen that are filled with people that work at the uh, United States Post Office, the dregs of the earth? <laughs> it's a joke to everyone. I love postal service workers, but you yeah, haven't gone to those investment clubs. You've gone, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it's 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 the guy who's got, he looks okay. He's trying to wear his first Walmart suit ever and his left eye can't quite focus. It just bounces around. And his the woman that he brings with him is missing four teeth that happen to be in the top, you know, chewing area that you can see pretty predominantly. A lot of people join investor real estate clubs. They're a little bit on the hilly billy side. Um
3: hoping for the best case scenarios. Yeah, a lot of those investment clubs, Rob, are um, real estate investment clubs, let's be Real estate investment clubs are Uh, let's say a professional investor getting people together so they can crowd their money together to go out and buy properties and, you know, with the promise of a high return on their investment.
1: But if he was, Um, if said
3: professional invest, real estate investor, why why would he he be doing it on his own? Why is he going to the people? Because he's trying to use your money to do his investment ideas. Right. So that's one angle. That Um, will get you in trouble more often
1: than not. I've got great ideas, but I can't fund them. You give me money and I'll do it.
3: Right. Uh, there, the, some of the other investment groups that, sorry, real estate investment groups that I've seen are, that are successful are people that get around and they they discuss types of properties that are available in the market. Uh, as far as like, like flipping clubs, there are clubs like that, and uh, that's actually a really hot part of the market right now. Uh, the returns on flipping has um, been it has, hasn't been any bigger in the last 10, 15 years. So that's attracting a lot of new people, those toothless people, as you might say. Now,
1: Miami, speaking of flippers, Miami condo flippers are getting hit hard, and it's just the beginning. The lure is that pre-construction condo, very dangerous. Uh, From a developer in the early stages of development, sometimes your initial deposit is small in a booming market, but sometimes you never see it when the developer goes bankrupt. Um, Additional payments have to be made as the building progresses. Everyone's in nirvana. It's going up. It's going great. Uh, Pre-construction condo flippers is what I'm talking about lucky ones that could sell their units at all are bathing right now in a sea of red ink. Miami is a disaster. In December, there was 1,084 condos and townhouses sold, down 7% from December of 2015, down 22% from December of 2014, and down 24% from December 2013. So the prices um, have started dropping pretty big, 12% last year and 19% this year.
3: Um, Did you just cough on the radio? I looked at the producer. He pushed the button. Man, that's all I'm gonna say. Thanks. So, and we've seen a little bit of that phenomenon here, Rob. Have where we, we have um, there's a there's a project not too far away from where I live where it was a 200 unit condo complex, with single family and condos. And if you got in early enough and you were able to lock, it, you know, put your deposit in and let the project build. Uh, and this was going over 2015 and 16. You, you could have easily sold for a fifty to a hundred thousand dollar profit without even moving into the house. So you just sell the property before you even move in. So, um, and I think that's where you know in a market like the Bay Area, I think people are thinking that way. And you know, I'd hate that to be my investment angle into real estate. Um, I'd rather have you flip, or I'd rather have you, you know, put enough money down as a rental, or just take your down payment and buy a house free and clear in a place like Raleigh, North Carolina, or Austin, or Boise, uh, Denver, Seattle, Portland, where, where rents are still very high. These are c- cities where in, uh, millennials are moving to, and you can look at a much safer and lower risk investment in real estate. Uh, it's kind of crazy that people still are out there trying to promote to these people and sell their ideas when there's so many simpler ways to get into real estate. And REITs REITs are on fire right now too, for example.
1: Higher interest rates, though, could uh, derail that pretty quickly. So that's something you have to think about. Um, With that said, I'm talking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, one of the things that I do want to talk about is credit cards, because I think this is kind of one of those stories that a lot of people don't even stop and think about. I love credit cards. I love reward credit cards. I use them to their max. I pay them off every month, and you know, st- you, you look up and suddenly, like, holy, Snikes! I've saved, you know, two thousand dollars in reward points. But when I do that, I kind of know that the airlines are making money or the travel company's making money or the bank's making money. So I try not to be the guy that they're making money off. I let them make money off the advertising relationships. I let them make money off knowing that I'm going to this website or that website. Um, That's fine by me. So a lot of people don't kind of grasp what's going on there. And I kind of want you to. Airlines make a ton of money. They make more money on points than they do on selling seats. So does your wallet contain an airline branded credit card? If so, they know about your Starbucks visits, your iTunes selections, your dining habits. It keeps the airlines fat and happy. It's American Airlines, writing Citigroup, Delta on American Express. These are golden gooses to the airlines. Each mile fetches an airline anywhere between one and a half cents to two and a half cents. And the big banks mass is miles by the billions, doling them out to cardholders each month. Billions. For the banks, people who pay annual fees for those cards to accumulate miles are the closest thing to a sure bet. You're kind of like a subscription. And, you know, the subscription of the gym that you're ne- not necessarily using. Consumers typically have a higher than average income who have airline mu- miles credit cards, and they spend more on their cards because they're like, I'm going to go to Hawaii. So I'm going to go ahead and put this big payment on my credit card. The airline mile business, formerly known as loyalty programs, right, it's become a high margin enterprise. It's grown in size and value as the airlines continue to consolidate. Carriers are keen to expand credit cards. They want to roll out and see loyalty members spend more. For instance, this year, Alaska Airlines began trying tying a sm- tiny, small percentage of its 19,000 employees' performance pay to the market growth of their card. So when you get on an Alaska Airlines flight, Virgin America now, they're like, and if anyone wants to pay, you get 25,000 miles for signing up today. Just let your students know as she walks by and collects your soda from the cabin. Part of their profit is tied towards that. Investors have failed to appreciate how crucial these programs are to the airline profitability. So it's pretty important, and you're starting to see some of these deals scale back ever so slightly. The, the, the golden age of the reward on the credit card, and again, there'll be another golden age, but the recent one is peaked, and we're starting to pull back. So the one that I have that I told you all guys all about, pretty incredible deal the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Unbelievable the perks that I got for that. But again, it comes at a price. So airlines are earning earnings upwards of fifty percent of their income from selling miles to a credit card company, which they believe is a great business to be in. So I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. You find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: So Elon Musk successfully sent a rocket into space for a second time. That's a big thing. Rockets booster is the largest, most expensive part of a rocket. And to be able to reuse it will suddenly, in theory, bring down the cost of space tourism. And then suddenly, in theory, we can maybe get to another planet before our planet runs out of resources or falls into a sun. So getting that booster back and reusing it, <clears throat> really a big day. So that's worthy of note. Inflation reached the Fed target for the first time in nearly five years. That's going to be something that people start chewing on. What will the Federal Reserve do? It's kind of interesting about when we stop and think about what is going on in the world of finance. you got a president who's not popular. And someone emailed me the other day and said, now I know where you stand on the president. No, you don't. His popularity polls are low. I'm just talking about that. People are crazy when they start thinking about politics and how they have to be right. So we have a market that's mixed today. We're ending the quarter amazing. We had an amazing first quarter. If we went up 5.8% every quarter, we'd all own islands. And then the price of islands would go higher because we all own them. and There's no more left. And it creates inflation. So you don't want to see the markets up 5.8% every quarter. Are you with me against me? 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk a little college planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Let's take a look back in the 1990s and watch an episode of X-Files where Mulder has a, a cell phone that looks like a shoebox. Question. How much do things change in the world of retirement income planning and how you need to approach these things? I have to imagine... The last 20 years has been kind of like San Andreas, just an exponential you know, explosion of a, a fault line that things are different.
2: Yeah, absolutely different. I mean, the, the offset of lower interest on your CDs and bonds has been lower taxes okay. for retirees. So we're at the lowest tax bracket that I've ever seen for retirees. Um, taxes at the top end for higher income earners are kind of about average where they were because of things like the Medicare surtax and the higher capital gains rate yep. and prop, uh, 60 that I think it was 60 that caused the state income taxes to go up to over 13%. If you have over a million of income, but for retirees, it's actually fairly easy to stay at a 15% federal bracket or under and still have a six figure income, believe it or not, if you blend it right. Um, so there's been that offset lately, but you know, we, we now have gone into a situation with Brexit, with, Uncertainty in the Eurozone with the Federal, the Federal Reserve keeping interest rates low. And foreign currencies flowing into the U.S., buying U.S. treasuries, pushing the treasury prices up, and the yield is inverse, so the yield has gone down. So lower for longer is what we're all expecting when it comes to interest rates. So well, you, I ask
1: about like how things have changed. Mm-hmm. Like and, We have one that you do. One of your slides had to change recently, the file and suspend.
2: Right. So there's that. I mean, retirement, and to go back to where I was, retirement has become 20% more expensive since 2007 okay, because of low interest rates on bonds as a result of the fallout of the mortgage crisis, which is the over-leveraging of the world. That all fell apart, causing bond rates to go way down. That means you have to save 20% more now in your you know, lump sum of money in order to have the same retirement okay. prior to 2007. Um, and then you started having the, the most heavily written about retirement topic over the last several years, started with a Forbes column in 2014, was maximizing Social Security, the file and suspend strategy and the restricted application. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Airlines
1: are earning upwards of 50% of their income selling miles to credit card companies, which that's a pretty good business to be in. So again, I want you just to always be conscious. We live in a world of inflation. We live in a world of credit cards. Credit cards aren't bad, but people have this image they either are or they aren't. And uh, it's kind of a war in people's heads, and that's kind of unfortunate because I don't think that's the reality. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A couple of stories that I w- want to hit on today. Uh, pretty easy-pleasy, so to speak. Um, McDonald's switching to fresh meat. Whoa. BlackBerry's still in business. This one surprises me. Their loss shrank. They reported by the expected earnings. Operating costs nearly halved. They expect to be profitable on an adjusted basis in 2018. VW is rolling out an amazing self-driving electric SUV. Remember VW got into some trouble on the cheating of the emissions? They're still around. And that's a good lesson to learn, is that it's very tough for companies to completely fail. So a company called Skoda announced plans to unveil an all-new electric crossover SUV concept called the Vision E at the 2017 Shanghai Motor Show. For car buyers in the United States, Skoda is going to be a subsidiary of Volkswagen, and we're not going to be able to get one. But it looks like a pretty cool SUV, and that should scare Elon Musk. But Elon Musk is busy going to space. Um, SpaceX just pulled off a revolutionary rocket launch. Actually, kind of a relaunch. Um, it's taken them about 15 years, but he pulled it off. Fuel up a used rocket booster, fired off again, recover it for yet another launch. So Musk and his rocket company launched one of the 229-foot tall Falcon 9 rockets. That it's a two-stage rocket and delivered a telecommunication into satellite last night. That's big news. But bad news for his car company is big boys are rolling out more electric vehicles. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.